your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at coming up in just a little bit. And when you have the first lady of the program coming on the program, you have to introduce her with the greatest musical entity of all time, Queen Jen, the Game Clock Girl. Good morning. Good morning from San Antonio. San Antonio? <laughs> of course you're in San Antonio. Why would that be in San Antonio? Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, of course you're not where you're supposed to be. <laughs> what in the world are you doing in Texas? What is today? February 9th? What's going on? Texas Music Educators Conference. Oh, another one of those quote. <clears throat> it's for work. It is for work and recruiting. <laughs> there are 29,000 people here at this conference. 29,000? Yes, and all their all state musicians are here so that's a lot of we need to be here that's a lot of hotel rooms it is it's totally packed everywhere you walk downtown you see the exhibit hall name tag the convention name tag have you been to san antonio before i have but it's been years and years it's probably been at least 10 years no okay lots of talks about what's going on at the border there i'm sure (laughs) you're getting a lot of conversations going about the uh lack of control at the border right now (laughs) No, all we're talking about is music oh, okay. and band and 
University of South Carolina. We're very focused here in our work. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. Hey, before <laughs> we get into what you're doing down there, now last week was a big weekend as well, right? Wasn't that the recruiting weekend last Saturday? It was. You have a good memory. Thank yes, you. Thank we you had, uh, I think it ended up being close to 150 prospective students come audition for us. And then we have another one. This is my time of year. Another one next weekend that'll have... I think we're up to 225 for next weekend. So we're just killing it right now. It's really fun. And again, these are folks that are coming to actually audition for whatever part of the band they're interested in. You actually listen to them like it's an episode of Star Search or something like that. (laughs) It's actually for the whole school of music. And for people who want to be music majors or be reviewed for scholarship money or minors. So... It represents a wide range of areas, including jazz, piano, orchestra, choir, guitar, everything. Okay. All right. Those are good numbers. We're really, really pleased. Our numbers are definitely increasing. They're headed the right way. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I had no doubt. I had no doubt, right? Well, thank you, but that's part of why I'm in San Antonio, to make sure we still have good numbers. All right, well, let's talk so about that. that so when did you leave for San Antonio? Yesterday? Wednesday. Let's Wednesday? check a days. Today's Friday. Yeah, today's Friday. <laughs> I left Wednesday. I had to wake up at 3 a.m., which is part of why I forgot what day it is. Not today, on Wednesday, to fly out. And then you just kind of get off. You lose an day. hour in, uh, you, you gain an hour in tech, San Antonio, right? Or is that Eastern time? I know it cuts. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. So it's it's. Seven it's seven eleven. Yeah. Seven eleven in in the San Antonio. Are you going to go to the Alamo and all that stuff? I don't know if I'm going to have time. We work the booth. We have a University of South Carolina School of Music booth and things of all. Well, can't you just wander yeah. away? Can't you just say, "Hey, look, I'm the one in charge. I'm going to go see the Alamo. Y'all have a great day." <laughs> well, that's not a good team <laughs> approach. That's not a good coaching. <laughs> technique to be like oh, oh yeah we're right. here to recruit and to kill it yeah i'm gonna go yeah. have fun all day i was just teaching individualism wasn't i that's that's i'm against that you know i don't like showmanship like that so i know yeah you should approve of my dedication oh i approve of your dedication well that's good <laughs> so how many how many people actually from the usc campus went to san antonio from the music department Meaning, how many people have I recruited? No, I mean, like, is it, was this like a group of y'all going down there? They oh, just, just um, the director of the marching band actually is here, so he is recruiting specifically for the marching band. Oh, Dave, and he's working at the booth. Dave's His name is Jay Jacobs. Who? Jay Jacobs. Oh, not Dave. Jay. Jay. Okay. <laughs> Jay. Sorry. sorry. And then um, Adam <laughs> Dinkins is one of our recent graduates, who's actually from Texas. And he volunteered to come down because he knows a lot of people down here. So he is so sweet. He picked us up at the airport. He has selected all the delicious restaurants because he knows Texas. And he's kind of been like our concierge the whole time. So, But he is working the booth, too. And today's his birthday. He's turning 23 today. Well, that's what he's doing. He's doing all these favors so you guys will remember him on his birthday. Hey, I'll take care of everything. Don't forget, Friday's my birthday. Wink, wink. Well, we have bought him a few meals and stuff yeah, because he, yes. it is sweet that he's helping us so much. See? And he's a good Gamecock. I'm really proud of him. He's yeah. a, he is a good graduate of ours. Okay. And you, when are you coming home? Saturday, Sunday? 
tomorrow night. I think I get back to Columbia close to midnight. Okay. Uh, well, that's about when I'll get back to Southwest Virginia from uh, Clinton, South Carolina. I think where I'm going is not going to be nearly, even though it's your state, not going to be nearly as uh, you know glamorous as San Antonio. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, San Antonio is pretty cool. I had walked around the Riverwalk before in my other visit, but it seems even nicer now. I think they've spent a lot of money down here. I mean, the whole downtown area is really attractive, was fun your, to enjoy. Was your last visit just one of the girls' trips? No, <laughs> I was here for work too a long time ago. But this particular event usually conflicts with an event that we have at South Carolina. And this is the first year it hasn't conflicted, which is why I could be here. All right, well, good. I'm glad uh, glad you're getting to go to uh, to Tejas and uh, just to continue your amazing uh, flight miles accusation. I mean, acquisitions because you're uh, you've got to be like what <laughs> you've got to have like ten free flights lined up. At this point. I've got some freebies. I also like my hotel perks. The marching band director, Jay, and Adam both were teasing me because I got upgraded. I have a nice balcony overlooking the Riverwalk, and they got nothing. Wow. <laughs> so they've been teasing me about it and so, saying, so you know, you how got... was your balcony last night? Did you enjoy it? So you got the suite. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I get free breakfast, so they have been enjoying because I get to bring a guest for free what's a so. good what's a good breakfast for jen like when you're you got a free breakfast so if you're actually hungry and you want to eat breakfast and i encourage people to because it is the most important meal of the day what uh <laughs> what what is jen like for breakfast i am trying to more focus on protein which i have found to be successful for trying to keep my weight down a little bit so i try to avoid all the tasty, delicious carbohydrates that we all kind of want. And instead, I usually get some, like an egg white omelet or egg omelet with a lot of veggies, little chopped ham in there. That's it. I mean, if you want protein, just go grab just go grab a little handful of bacon and sausage, and then you're done. <laughs> well, I don't want to have a heart attack, so there's that. Also, no, that, that, see, that's just a stereotype. <laughs> everybody wants to. Everybody wants to identify red meat. Blah 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 blah. Well, you know what? If I'm going to have a heart attack after having a big breakfast of bacon and sausage, at least I'll go with a smile on my face. Well, I do like some crispy bacon. I will confess that. If I do have bacon, I usually try to limit it to a piece that I like it really crispy. Like your teeth are going to shatter oh, when you bite into oh, no, it. No, no, that's wrong. That's, what? That's totally wrong. No, I don't like the soggy bacon. That's all. Yeah. All right. So how <laughs> no. do you? Okay. Here, let's. It's in this debate right now. So when you order a steak, how do you like medium your rare? Medium rare. Oh, that's medium rare. Steak is not bacon. They but, are not the same. But when you have limber bacon, as you would call it, flaccid. I it, have called it that before. It but is. I refrained. It is medium rare. It's the same. It is not the same. It is the same. It's not. It is. It it's is kind same. of a texture thing. Like that That bacon, it's not good when it's like that. And it kind of gets sort of stringy and ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this when Richie brought that bacon in because he had some oh, nice he, crispy and he, bacon and pieces that I really did. enjoyed. He, he finished. He did it both ways. He did. You're right. But it was anyway. All right. We're not going to agree on this, so we'll move on. 
We'll move on. Are we, we going to we break up with Pat? No, we're not, we, we won't. No, we haven't in 20, however long it's been. But uh, no, we'll just move on. We'll just accept the differences. Uh, by the way, congratulate you. Right now, you can obviously say that South Carolina might be the hardwood hub of the country. You've got the best women's team in the country by far. And then you've got a men's team that just keeps on winning these big games, the latest of which against, you know, Lane Kiffin's old Miss Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> And now they are really bringing some surprise and joy to they're good, the winter man. months. The men so are I'm good. really enjoying it. They're yeah, good. when I watch them, they're, they're kind of scrappy. And when one player is not having a good game, somebody steps up and makes it work. And they look like a real team. Now, you know, there's still a month before the madness. But I'm starting to feel a little optimism. You're already accepting the uh, pending national championship for the ladies? <laughs> I want that. I mean, they do look really, really oh my good. Lord. That's they, not even the same. A lot better than last year. They're not even yeah. in the same NCAA as the rest of the women's basketball teams. <laughs> that I watched them the other night, and I'm thinking, good lord, th- that should be our Olympic team. Just don't even don't even worry about bringing in best players from all. Just let South Carolina's women's team under Don Staley just show up at the Olympics coming up and just let them play and they're going to win the gold medal, win every game by 20 points. <laughs> she is amazing. I mean, what she's almighty. built there, it's, it is really a beautiful thing. The Coliseum, the arena is totally packed when she, every game, no matter who they play, it's packed. And people are so supportive. The community is really behind her. So that's cool to see too, to, to be able to sell tickets like that and have the attention that they do, the support for the community, it's really awesome. Well, I'm very impressed by them. This was a team that was supposed to be a little down this year, right? Everybody was saying because of graduation, oh, yeah, they're going to be down this year. Uh, what were they, preseason eight, six, whatever they were, not in their usual spot. And here they are, and they're just beating teams 20, 30 points in that league night after night after night. It's just it's very impressive what she's done. I mean, we we know that already, but when you watch them, you just go, my goodness. I mean, she's taken what Gino Ariema and before him Pat Summit had done, and she's taking it now. I believe she's grabbed that baton, and she's taking it to another level from those two, right? That's what it feels like. I, I think so. I mean, for me, would I rather play for Don or Gino? I mean, I'd rather play for Don, but, I mean, I, I, I know there's some who still – might prefer him, but it seems like the tide has turned, and she's really recruiting well. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're really, really good. I mean, they, they really are. It's actually – you actually, they're fun to watch. Like, Tech last night played a great game. It was a fun game to watch them play because they're playing basketball, the best way to play basketball. And whenever I'm watching your team play, I'm like, wow, that's just – I mean, that's the way – that's the way Dr. Nesmith – you know, Dr. Nesmith drew it up. That's the way John Wooden used to coach it at UCLA. That's it right there. That's well, it. it's cool that we're talking about Virginia Tech's women's team and yeah. our women's team and that people are following it. It's getting a lot more attention and it's getting the viewership, too, when the big games are on. It, so. out, it outrated um, the NBA last time they went head-to-head by a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to do yeah. the same thing. It's, there's no chance. The NBA has no shot against the top-level women's college basketball if they're sharing the t- uh, same time slot. Women's basketball well, is going to personalities, it. right? Like Kim Mulkey and Don Staley. I mean, they're, they're fun to watch and to, to care about and to, to 
see develop as coaches. So he, that's cool too. People, men, we appreciate the game because that's that's basketball. I mean, the NBA right now. I don't know what in the hell is going on in the NBA. I, I mean, it, <laughs> but whatever that is is not the way the game was supposed to be. But what goes on in college hoops, especially on the ladies' side, is what the game is. Why we grew up loving it. It really is. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Are you ready for some breaking news here? And I hate to do this because I know you're going to give me a hard time, but uh, you're going to hear about it eventually. So, you know me, I'm a Denver Broncos lifer. Woke up this morning to the news, Randy Gratishar got in the Hall of Fame, and I literally got tears in my eyes, but we'll get into that another day. So, I'm (laughs) reading around yesterday, and I see some quotes of the upcoming quarterback class uh, from Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton. And, you know, he's going through, obviously, the, the guys we all think about. You know, at the top of the list, Caleb Williams and, you know, my boy Drake May and uh, um, Daniels. You know, he's going through the list, and I hear this comment, something along the lines of, and let me throw in a name that you don't hear a lot or enough of. <clears throat> he said, Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Keep and going, I, please. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> No, we're taking him in the fifth round, aren't we? He said that guy, he was talking about his uh, being able to think fast on his feet. He was talking about the fact that he's stubborn in the pocket, which is a really good thing. And it's, you know, typical Sean Payton term that just because all hell's breaking loose around him, he's not just going to do what Russell Wilson does right now, and that's run out and immediately give up the pocket, right? Run out the back door, which is what you don't want a quarterback to do. That he'll stand in, even though he said something like there were games that he just got, I think the quote was the total hell beat out of him, but he would always stand in there, and that's what they're looking for. And I thought, oh, God, if I don't bring this up with Jen, (laughs) she's going to send me a quote. So here I am getting ahead of it that uh, the Broncos coach really, really likes Spencer Rattler. Okay, let's assume that happens. (sighs) What are you going to do? Are well, yeah, you, then you I'll be on board. I'll, no, be... I'll be like you when he came to South Carolina. I'll be like, I can't believe people were dogging Spencer Rattler. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I think Spencer would be really good. I think he's going to kill it. I mean, well, we, we'll see. We'll we see. didn't give him an O-line, and he did really well, considering extremely challenging circumstances. Well, you know, Sean Payton turned Drew Brees into a Hall of Famer when the Chargers gave up on him. He was coming back from a horrible arm injury. I mean, he made Jameis Winston a uh, a winning Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, he he knows how to judge quarterback talent. So when he says that, it carries some weight. I know Broncos aren't good right now, but he'll make them good again. But, uh, yeah, I had to share that with you. So there you go. Well, Spencer will make them good again. (laughs) Yes, Spencer. You think? I mean, I think he's going to be really good. Well, I, I do get what he's saying. And, and one thing that he did do a lot, he showed a lot of courage because your offensive line was so bad. And you know yes. this. He did. He never once gave up on a play just because he got scared. He knew he was going to get clobbered. And he did that a lot. He got hit a lot. Even he didn't get sacked, he got, he got right hit a lot. back up. Yeah, he did. Every time. He just got back up. And he never complained about them publicly or threw them no, under the bus. No, he didn't. He didn't. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, – You'll definitely get a text on draft weekend if uh, all of a sudden <laughs> here in the fifth round the Broncos have made a trade to move up to take <clears throat> Spencer Rattler. I'll be the first one to welcome you to oh, the fandom. I know you will. I know you will. 
All right, well, have a great time in San Antonio. Pistols firing, by the way. Had to get that out of the way. I know it's Oklahoma State, but still, it's appropriate. And uh, have fun and good luck with uh, your big uh, musical, uh, big extravaganza there. With uh, how many people did you say? Twenty nine thousand music people. people. All right, all right. I'm going to make some of them Gamecock fans oh, before the, I leave here. By the way, who you got in the big game on Sunday? Uh, I want 49ers for selfish reasons, so I'm going to take them. That's your pick, 49ers. It is. Okay. I mean, there's some good Gamecocks on that team. Okay. Yeah, you like that Debo Samuel guy, huh? He, I do like yeah. Debo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you like? Who do I like? I don't really like either team, especially being a Broncos well, fan. I don't want the Chiefs right. to win, but the NFL wants the Chiefs to win, so the Chiefs are going to win. Mm, yeah, it kind yeah. of feels that way, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. If they announce that Taylor Swift has brought them $331 million just going to games, how much do you think she's going to end up making them if they have long shots of her celebrating on the field during the confetti with Travis Kelsey? Come on. It's pretty common sense, yeah, isn't imagine it? Imagine the Swifties buying the Super Bowl Absolutely. championship. You better good. believe it. You better believe it. Come on. This is going to be a marketing venture. It's not going to be a legitimate well, game. But anyway. That, yeah. I hope I'm wrong, but I won't be. All right, listen. Well, before too long, Washington will be back. So okay. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. It's going to be a while, Mrs. Dan Quinn. That's a great hire. All right. Mm-hmm. Have fun this weekend. Stay safe. Thank you. Go Gamecock. All right, there you go. That's you in the Gamecock, girl. We're coming back quick to wrap up. Headed to the bottom of the hour. Mike Ashley in about 10 minutes. Well, we are breaking on through the other side here in the Power Hour. Bottom of the hour coming up. Mike Ashley is going to join us on the program. Talk about my guy. Break on through to the other side. 30 years later, he's finally where he has belonged. Back with Mike. University Hall of Famer. His name is Mike Ashley, flying high and above. And maybe he's been flying too much recently because he's battling a cold. What's up, Michael? Good morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm coming off the DL. I think I, I'm. Uh, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. It's. Uh, it's not pleasant for anyone around me, though. <laughs> and I think my wife has had like what she said was maybe one of the best weeks ever of our marriage because I haven't been able to talk hardly. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line you just used about draining? That was well done. Um. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, I, well, the one I usually use, and 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 and, and don't listen if you're squeamish. I, I lead, I lead the nation in in mucus and phlegm, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm draining now. I'm draining, which I, which is what I do regularly to your listeners there if, if you I'm go. not yeah. Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. I got to get the snare drum downloaded. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, uh, my goodness gracious, a lot to. Well, I hope you feel better. By the way, I hope you're uh, you're back. I, home yeah, now. I got back in time for the Super Bowl. You did, so, you did. Yeah. You're back from Texas, and Jen, and uh, Jen is in Texas, so it's all about Texas here at the Power Hour in recent months. But uh, oh no, I thought it was all about Randy Gratishaw. It is, baby. I woke. I I got teary eyed. I did. I've been waiting. So I gave up many years ago. It's hard to believe that a guy like that had. To wait so long, thirty years overdue, but he's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, it's about time. Yeah, there is there is sometimes no rhyme or reason to this sort of thing, and yeah, I was I was telling you, I remember I remember Gratishar when he played at Ohio State. Just uh, well, first of all, that's one of the quintessential linebacker names ever. It just it just reeks of like Butkus Gratishar, you know. Does, those are those are just great linebacker names, and he was he was you know that Orange Crush defense. He was. Uh, he he was a key key man in that, and it's hard to remember, you know, how uh, how spectacular that run to that Super Bowl was for Denver, you know, and yeah, then yeah. you know that was in a, a a series of rough times for Denver, which they finally overcame. Which brings us to this whole thing. I, I thought maybe that uh, maybe no quarterback ever debunks that whole uh, you know what do they call it system quarterback thing better than John Elway, who completely as few quarterbacks are able to do, completely changed his legacy late in his career with two Super Bowl wins. Well, and to be honest, I thought uh, very seldom have we seen one guy take three teams who really didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl in the 80s, maybe the 86 team, but he basically willed them to those Super Bowls. Now, I know he took a lot of heat because they always got blown out, but those weren't very good teams, Mike. You know how big – how much better the <laughs> NFC was than the AFC at that time. I mean, he was taking that Denver team into the Super Bowl basically on his own. Yes, yes, and and a, and a couple of them were miraculous that they got there getting I know. through Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I I, just, I I bring that up because this whole thing with Brock Purdy and uh, and Mahomes has a chance to pin a whole new page of. Super Bowl lore, and it's, it's to me this is really an interesting matchup, and it's two really, really good teams. And to your point about Denver in those years, it's rare that you see what you believe to be the two best teams in the NFL actually make it this far. Yeah, and I, I think that's what we've got right now, and a lot of that's due to the Eagles falling off so precipitously uh, there late in this season because I really thought they were up there too in that mix, and uh, and then the Chiefs just. Uh, you know the the surge they've had, which is you know a lot of Super Bowl teams do that, get hot and just get on a roll towards the playoffs, and it's just hard to pick against Mahomes right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, and and let's be honest, they'll never say it, but the Chiefs want. I mean, the NFL wants the, they want the Chiefs to win. They all this stuff about Taylor Swift is real and how much money they've made off of it. And I want to ask you this question because, and I hate feeling this way. Have you ever gotten to the point where you start to feel like this stuff isn't legitimate anymore? And I'm wondering about the NFL in particular. They never do anything about their officials. They just kind of, you know, last year we had the call at the end of the game that they weren't calling the whole game and the Chiefs kicked the field goal and win. This year, obviously, they're going to make, I don't know how much money if Taylor Swift's down there celebrating with Travis Kelsey. I mean, 
Do you ever watch these games now as you get a little older and you kind of go, is this actual legitimate theater or is this kind of being choreographed? Oh, Rick, Rick, Rick. I'm much more of an optimist than that. I, right. I, I really right. don't think some pop singer has a lot to do with the outcome of, well, no, of just, games that's... in the NFL. Now, 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 if I were a New Orleans Saints fan, those pass interference calls they've got and things that have happened to them in the playoffs, Correct. maybe I'd feel a little bit, a, a little bit different. But, uh, you know, the worst thing, uh, you know, I think, to, to, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago when Punxsutawney Phil, uh, you know, came came out of the hole, he uh, he saw his shadow, and we were... We got two more week, weeks of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not going away. <laughs> Through the Super Bowl. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm more concerned about the glut of Kelsey's on commercials during the breaks. I can't uh, can't get away from that family. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's okay, too, because I, yeah, I hear he's a real gamer, and he plays that way, and he lifts it. And, you know, San Francisco's got one of those guys that's tight end, too, and, you know, it's just, it's you know, tight end just seems to be the – in a lot of ways, the quintessential football position because they're tough guys. They have to be to play that position, but, you know, there's some diva in them now more than there used to be, right? No, there is. You're right. Yeah, that's a great point you make. They've kind of evolved like the receivers, right, which is perceived to be a very diva, maybe the most diva position in the NFL. You're right. Some of these tight ends have kind of uh, evolved into that. That's, that's a good point. You're right. Absolutely. Well, coming up in, in our age, you know, we had John Mackey, who was obviously so good and talented beyond the rest. And maybe the guy, ironically, the guy I think of, too, in that regard back then was a guy named Charlie Sanders. Yeah, uh, the, from Detroit the, Lions. Detroit yeah. Lions. Yeah. Was, was so talented. Uh, and then, you know, unfortunately, Jackie Smith, who's not remembered for being a great tight end I know, ever I know, anymore. I know. You know, uh, but, yeah, I didn't mean to let this slip into that. Hey, no, uh, congratulations. Fine. Radford Athletics for all the money they raised. Yes, and what a what a fun thing that was to track on social media the other day. And baseball at Radford really had quite the bonanza. They had a a, a collegiate Shohei Otani day thanks to uh, their MVP Denny Van Pelt. So uh, it really uh, really just a, a great day to kind of kind of watch that stuff too. Yeah, the second most we had John Zeitz in the studio from campus, and last year was the record 180 grand they ended up raising 155 grand so uh, very generous people helping out our student athletes and this is i mean this is necessary money this is an nil money this is money just to have operations for many of these other sports so this was great this was a great it was a great thing yeah I, people that are reading between the lines of what's going on in the nca and you and i probably talk about this too much but it's it, it, you know there's a reckoning coming uh uh, Mid majors, those kind of schools are going to kind of disappear off the radar if uh, if uh, things like this can't can't keep their operating budgets at a point where they they can compete. And you know, I, unfortunately now I I don't you know the big boys don't seem to see the big picture. You know you can you can start weeding out other athletic programs that you maybe don't think belong at Division One, but you know at your own peril because the the best day of the NCAA basketball tournament you're you know, one of your real cash cows is that first day when everybody's looking at teams they didn't know anything about that are doing great things, and you see they got players and coaches too, and uh, and it's just it's just one of the best days in sports. Those first two days of the NCAA tournament, and you know the women are just starting to approach that yeah. where yeah. where there's more competitive balance on that side of the ledger too, and uh, 
Um, yeah, it's just it's just as says the guy who stayed up too late watching Caitlin Clark last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, and we were just talking about that with Jen, and I think it, Mike. I mean, you've brought it up several times. I mean, with Caitlin and with this tech team. I mean, women's basketball is basketball the way we grew up enjoying it. Now, yeah, there were the high flyers and the guys who could do all these great things, but. Now I don't even recognize the NBA today, Mike. It's 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 bad basketball, and women's basketball is the personification of the way the game's supposed to be played. <coughs> it is. It's still a five-player game where uh, you have to involve everybody and spread the floor and uh, and create shots, and people still actually go to the basket to shoot the ball rather than to kick it back out to the three-point line. And I, yeah, it, it is. It, it's a better. It's a better game, right? The better product and. Uh, I'm, I'm quantifying this. I, I tried to look at the the Big South uh, statistics and see if I could quantify what exactly is happening in that league. The first thing that happened was that High Point added a bunch of players uh, late in the summer that I didn't know were going to be on their team. So, yes, that's why I picked them as low as I did, and, and they had injury troubles. But now they've got guys, I love their names, Keza Giffen and oh my God. Bodo Bodo. Yeah, uh, and those guys can play. Having seen them on TV the other night, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, you look you look at Radford. Radford scoring's down a little bit, and the, here's the funny thing on the men's side for me in the Big South: the top two defensive teams, Longwood and Radford, who both who a lot of us thought would be at the top of the standings at this time of year, are closer to the bottom. Longwood at the bottom, so it's just been a weird, weird year, and. Uh, you know, I, I think that as the game evolves, I think they're having trouble figuring it out. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It has been a weird year. Until, you know, this turns out, by the way, both our teams will be in one spot, uh, one spot tomorrow, Mike. We're both heading to uh, Clinton, South Carolina. It's a doubleheader, the women's game first and then the men's game. So we'll see how the Highlanders do against the Blue Hose. Those two mascots <laughs> are very similar, right? Both wearing kilts all day tomorrow. Highlanders and the Blue Hose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, the 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 Highlander has no hosiery, so we're not going to. No, we we're, we're not going to go there. We just have legs, yeah. baby. We just have legs. <laughs> right, right, but it, but it, but it makes me think that the you know if, if the Burlington factory were still in Radford, this could have been a much bigger thing, you know. <laughs> Uh, Mike Ashley joining us on the program. Yeah, absolutely could have. But um, well, if you get insight like that on this radio, yeah, show, you, huh? you just can't. Oh, you just you just can't. But. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I really enjoy watching some of these, especially the upper echelon of um, women's college hoops. And I was just talking to Jen about, you know, South Carolina, what we're seeing Don Staley do. I mean, you had Gino take it to another level from the Great Pat Summit, and now Don Staley is going to take it to a different level than even Gino had with UConn, right? That's how good that team is. Right, right. But Gino, Gino – has a weird place in basketball history, I think. Because, and yesterday, I bring him up because this, this to me is a news item. So some, Gino is only six wins behind Tara Vanderveer for the all-time top spot ahead of Coach K and Dean Smith and Bobby Knight and all those people. I mean, Tara's at the very tip-top ahead of Pat Summit on the on the, the women's side. And, and Gino is only six wins behind, and someone asked him about that, and he said he wouldn't be around long enough to uh, to chase down that record, uh, which which implies that maybe he is close to being done, which which is terrible because as, as Gino at one point was uh, was I don't know the Ric Flair the Rowdy Piper of uh, of of women's basketball because he was out there selling tickets by 
by trumping up things uh, yeah. with uh, with other coaches and and making 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 at that time back in the in the 80s making uh Yukon and 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 Tennessee must see TV uh and that helped women's basketball immeasurably at the time to say nothing of what a good coach he is and and the Radford connection there is that he was on he was on the staff at UVA with a young grad assistant named Charlene Curtis and then eventually had Charlene Curtis on his bench at Yukon uh there for some of the great final four teams that he had and he really they they just took women's basketball to another standard at at, at UConn and 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 I think uh, I, I'm hoping as it ends that that Gino will get his his due and won't be such a, a bad guy figure for a lot of women's basketball fans. No, that's, I think that's a great point, Mike. I'm glad you said that because I see him talk about the game and about coaching young players. It's basically what we want to hear with a coach he's not succumbing to the new rules and the new expectations and not being allowed to coach players I mean he basically talks about the conversation he has with kids and look if you're not going to come here and do what needs to be done I don't want you here I don't care what kind of star you have beside your name I mean I like what he has to say about it he is old school yeah maybe he's a little brash to a lot of people but I I think voices like his are, are very refreshing and I'm glad they're still around well, as somebody who worked in women's basketball, was a champion of the sport long before it was fashionable. Yeah, you were. Uh, you know, there, there was a stigma uh, to being a, a, a male coach in that. And, in fact, maybe there were too many of them. Uh, but uh, ones like Gino certainly elevated it for everybody and set a competitive standard that, that made the entire, that raised raised all ships, you know. And, and you know, uh, you, you, you can... Guys like Coach Brooks now at, at, at Virginia Tech, you know they they certainly owe a debt uh, to to a guy like like Gino who did this. And and people forget that he was, you know, the first time I heard of Gino Ariema, he was you know, he was Debbie Ryan's assistant at UVA. Right. You know, no one no one saw what he's going to do because you know when you meet guys like that, you always think, okay, well he's a great assistant, obviously, but yeah, what's he going to do at UConn? They haven't done anything in a long time. Well, what's he going to do at UConn? My gosh. Good golly, uh, just so many great players, so many great players. And, Even uh, though Rebecca Lobo wouldn't consent to an interview when she was coming to Roanoke <laughs> for a play-by-play magazine. I I'm that. almost over that now. Yeah, You're still bitter, aren't you? I don't blame you. You're still bitter. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Submit your questions in writing. Yes, that'll have the give and take I want in an interview. Thank you. And, you know, she knew Charlene Curtis. I wanted to talk about that in the magazine. That's what I wanted. I swear to God, when I was at the NCAA one time and Rebecca was doing the uh, the uh, the, co- the color right in front of me there, I wanted to pass her a note say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you answer that, please? Thank you. <laughs> that, that's in writing for you, Rebecca. Thanks. I'll sit down and listen. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what is your final take, man? Give me your pick on the Super Bowl. What's your score? Who you got winning? I think I know which way you're going, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, everybody knows how, how my allegiances lie in the NFL. I, I do not want the 49ers to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> I, know, I know you don't. I know you don't. Same with me. So go, with Patrick Mahomes. Go, go, go. Plus, plus. I, so many Eagles fans have made my life miserable the last few years. I love when Andy Reid sticks it to him more. So there's all that. There's all that bad shade of boy. And and I, I, Patrick Mahomes is tough. The, I, we're, everybody's talking about the Niners defense, and I, admittedly, these guys these guys got all pros at 
almost every position, both sides of the ball. They are a juggernaut, but Mahomes has just got a little bit of magic to him, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I just I think he, I think he's going to avoid the rush enough to make some plays down the field. Uh, the guy people don't talk about enough is the job that Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for Kansas City, has done here down the stretch of the season in the playoffs. He's doing some of the most inventive blitzes I've seen in a while. And uh, so I think he can make life difficult for uh, Mr. Irrelevant back there. And, uh, and you know, that Purdy, back to the system quarterback thing, I, I, don't, I don't like to buy into that. But uh, I, it's going to come down to Brock Purdy is going to have to make plays. Now, he did it against Green Bay with his leg. But um, uh, we'll see. I, I think Green Bay is like a year away from being the juggernaut they're going to be. And so, uh, again, I, I, I'm, I guess more than anything, I, I'm rooting for, uh, for the things my wife is talking about picking up at the store today for us to have to eat at the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> yeah, and also, also Kansas City, yes. Yeah, me too. I think for a lot of reasons, uh, obviously my snarky reasons, but I think that Chiefs defense is really, really good. They're being a little bit disrespected. They had offense struggled yes. a bit this year, and that defense carried them through. I think I think they win at something like thirty four twenty four. I think the Chiefs win, and uh, then you have to put Patrick well, Mahomes right up there with Tom Brady after that. So, yeah, if their receivers will actually catch passes and stay on side, right? That's right. been the, that was the problem with them them early this year. And you know, I used to be really good at picking these games. I picked a couple Super Bowl scores almost exactly right. Now this year, I haven't thought about it and you know i don't do that as well anymore you know once i started dating girls and stuff i i you know it didn't become <laughs> didn't matter. Wasn't no. as important yeah so. i got gotcha. you yeah gotcha. so but but yeah yeah i i i actually um i guess i'm i'm thinking it could be you you've you got the score about right i was thinking like maybe 30 17 30 yeah 20 something yeah. like that maybe yeah. a little lower yeah but but we'll see and it depends because uh a lot's going to depend on San Francisco trying to run the ball, which means the clock's gonna gonna keep moving, so we get fewer great commercials and uh, more chunky soup probably. And Geico, <laughs> I don't know. We'll still see what happens. What's the over? The prop bets are now what's more interesting than the Super I know. Bowl. Yeah, you're and the right. Commercials. You're right. Yeah. All right, my friend. We'll see if we can get you two wins tomorrow in Clinton from Highlander Hoops, and have a good weekend. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Yes, please. And uh, oh, I'm hosting a Radford watch party up here for the Winter Games. So oh, uh, if anybody's sweet. Uh, through the miracle of uh, podcasts and all that, uh, yeah, next Thursday over at the Reston Craft House. It's, it's Mike, hopefully, back to full song and ready to uh, quaff ale with other Highlanders. So, Rock anyway. On. Rock on. Cooper says, hey, I all forgot right. to say that last time I was on, so here we go. We're all back right. We're back in the groove now. Back Rick. in the groove, baby. All right. Uh, hey, the groover. Enjoy your Super Bowl. We're back to wrap it up after this. The bell tolls for thee. You better enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Again, we're going to have uh, the Chiefs win in 34-24. I'll put everything up on the Facebook page. Thanks again to uh, Will Stewart, Jen, Mike Ashley, and to you for your all requests here on this Friday. Everybody stay safe, and we'll see you next week.
us here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.